0: Hey everyone, your designers are here. I'm Anita at Cedar Hill Farmhouse.
1: And I'm Yvonne at Stone Gable.
0: And I'm Kelly at My Soulful Home. We've got tips and tricks and decorating advice for you today. So
2: let's get started. So today is episode 215 The Do's and Don'ts of Mixing Wood Tones.
0: And the show notes for today's episode can be found at decoratingtipsandtricks.com slash 215. I think this is a good one.
2: Yeah. A lot of people struggle with this. And what's one of the biggest or the absolute biggest wood item that people can have is their floor. And so I think it yeah. So, you know, if you've got a floor and then you decide you want to use different color woods, how how does that work? And then, there, of course, there's the wooden molding and there's the do you paint or don't you paint, you know, controversy. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, it's just wood tones between different pieces of furniture. There is a lot to this, ladies.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think the biggest Difficulty comes when you have woods with a red tone. I think they're harder to work with than the other woods, so I think that requires a little more, a little more uh, thinking on that
1: one. I think you're right, and I do have chestnut floors in my home, and they do have a red tone. And we picked them because chestnut uh, is very native to this area. And had I been a little bit uh, more decor savvy, twenty four years ago, I might not have picked it so red, but you know, basically what I do is ignore it. (laughs) (laughs) I do. I just decide what colors of woods I want, you know, way gone are the day with, you know, oh, matchy, matchy wood tones. Um, That looks very flat. That doesn't look interesting. Um, And I think for my wood floor, there's no way we're going to do new wood flooring. I'm not going to have it sanded and restained. And I'd love to have my everything painted white, but that's not going to happen if I still want to stay married to Bobby, which I <laughs> do. Um, so I just go about um, ignoring it. And I'll tell you the best thing I did is find sisal rugs because uh. they're inexpensive for covering a large area. They look very soft and they're a wonderful neutral color. Now I like some of my wood floor showing. I really do. But that does break it up and soften it up a whole lot.
0: And Yvonne, that's interesting you bring that up because I think that's a problem a lot of people have. And in our old house, in my haste one time, uh, we replaced the floors and they had... <laughs> in a- your haste, you <laughs> replaced oh. floors. <laughs> uh, what I'm saying is what we we were kind of in a hurry because I think we'd had some damage. Uh-huh. Our refrigerator had leaked some water and so we were changing out a floor kind of quickly. Uh-huh. And they said, well, we've got this one floor wood and it's, it's really super discounted. It was pretty red. And I thought, mm, well, it was so cheap. I said, oh, go ahead and do that. After it was in, I thought... Oh, that's why it was so cheap. No. <laughs> it was not a good look. No, 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 no. Yeah, that was it was very hard to work with and I was just kicking. I mean that that's just one of those lessons learned. That's that's why uh, you know, when you get to be a little older, you're just making so much better design decisions because you you learn these lessons the hard way.
1: Oh, I can't wait for that to happen.
0: Oh, when you're <laughs> older it'll happen <laughs>
1: You know, you're the oldest among the three of us. So stop it.
2: I'm terrible. (laughs) I'm so funny. No. Um, Okay. So can you mix wood tones? Is it advisable? Should you stay away from it? What's the overall uh, sort of umbrella wisdom to all of this? Yvonne you wanna feel oh, that question? You
1: absolutely should mix wood tones. Absolutely. And I think it's so shouldn't important. or should? Should. Oh yes, you okay. should. Um I think it adds depth. It also adds a lot of interest where if you are using this, I'll give you a case in point. Um, We're we're still in this whole master bedroom redo thing. Really, we're done. I just have to find a lot of accent pieces. And I just bought this, we bought this beautiful long dresser done in, um, looks like bleached wood. And I bought this lovely chair to go next to it. The woods are very similar. And I'm thinking, why don't I like this? And that was why. So I put a bright pillow on the on the um, chair and it did make a difference. But if you have too much um, of the same wood or very similar wood, it makes everything there's no interest there's no depth it looks flat. Well mm-hmm. and the
0: interesting thing you bring up about that is that when I first got married, the thinking was the opposite. Oh yeah. Everything should match. You buy it all together. You buy all your pieces for your entire bedroom or your entire kitchen, uh, dining room or living room at one time and it's all got the same fabric on it. It's all the same wood. And that's just not the way it works anymore. I mean, you want kind of that collected, curated feel to a room. And I think it does give it some depth and feeling of having been collected over time. Even if you picked it out all in one day, it has more of a curated look that way. Anita, that's one of my favorite
1: words, curated. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the things I think about the most does it look like this is purposely collected and purposely collected over time and really well thought out. And that's what curated is. It's it's that total look, but doing it over time.
0: I think the thing with when you buy it where it's all exactly matches, it feels in a way contrived too, to me. Well, it feels too perfect. I think mm-hmm. that's another thing that, that people go for. And I think the French are really good at doing is having a very elegant room that doesn't look like a decorator did it. You can have a beautiful room that's not too perfect. And I think the imperfection is what uh, makes a room feel a little more interesting.
1: I so agree with that. And here, let's go back to what Kelly was saying. I think that that you should contrast your, your furniture with your flooring. Yeah. So don't, actually, the difference don't make is it the, the way to go. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And for me, I just basically ignore... I mean, my floor is not real red, but it's definitely... Um, it has that sort of tone to it and i just basically ignore it and decorate it exactly how i want and lay down those sisal rugs or or you know um, we have we have uh, hardwood throughout our house and um, what a difference that makes so that when you do see the flooring it is a very nice contrast it's not over like wow that that's you know that's too contrasted or that's what a what a it almost slaps you in the face sort of a look it's something that looks uh really nice because maybe the wood's not they're not touching each other do you know what i'm well, saying well
0: i think you i'm so glad that you found a way to work with your floor i mean quite frankly we just had to move so. <laughs> <laughs> Quite well, frankly, I'm it's time
1: to move. That'll solve that problem. I'm sorry, I can't live here Burning anymore. Pants. The floors are too red. Uh, oh my gosh! I think at that point, Bob would have said, "Okay, oh, go ahead and paint the the floors white."
0: Oh yeah, right, right, right.
1: Maybe that's a threat I'll keep under my hat for a yeah, while. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's well, so funny. Here, I'm going to throw out something else when you're when you're decorating a room. um uh Just pick a room, let's say your dining room, and you have a rug on the floor, you might have wall to wall or you might have some hardwood as well. Just take one big piece and make it wood and make it your if you're going to use the wood, make it your anchor piece. And then you're going to build all your woods around that piece.
2: Right, and don't have like twelve different woods. Have like two to three. Three, I would say three for right. And one is like the more the you saying like in that anchor piece. That's going to be your predominant wood tone, and then balance it. You don't want to have all the lighter woods on one side and the darker woods on the other side. So you need to mix them up (laughs) around the
1: room. That's, you know, that's so important because your eye will really pick that up. You may not notice that there, there's something off about that room. And that that's a very good um, point. That may just be what's off.
2: Yeah. And one suggestion is if you have a lot of wood pieces, like a lot of little side tables or coffee tables wood, and then your chairs have legs with wood and just seems to you, gosh, there's a lot of wood in here, a lot of, um, you know, wood competing for the jaw take one, two, maybe even three of the smaller pieces and spray them black because oh. that's, yeah, because every room can benefit from a little black and that can sort of just like mellow it out a little bit and maybe whittle you down to the the two or three uh woods that you're mixing. And three, I agree, three is probably the best to go. We always say do things in odds, but just, you know, to sort of then cover up some of the, more oddball wood that you might have, try the black. I think you'll really like that. And I would just try it with a small side table, you know, a little stool, uh, something small
1: first and see if you like it. You know, or just paint it, just paint a few pieces of furniture. I mean, black is great, but use a pop of color. If you have an awful, a lot, I'm thinking of a room that has a lot of, you know, the side tables, maybe a coffee table, uh end tables and it has a couple like little smaller, um, more delicate uh type of tables. Spray paint that, chalk paint it, and even put a pop of color on it that works with your room. And I think that brings an awful lot of interest to your room. Well that's interesting. You you talk about
0: the painting because I've bought a couple of things at the thrift store that were beautiful pieces. But the stain was so hideous. It was kind of an orangey color that was just very, I mean, that's why they got rid of it. I mean, it was like my floor. They're like, I can't work with this. (laughs) And I just put a coat of paint on it and it looked beautiful. And, you know, it's interesting that what we're talking about, because I, in my daughter Elise's room, I have two beautiful French chests. Now, they're not antique. I bought them maybe 15 years ago, maybe. uh, And but they're very, very dark oak and I ordered them. I special ordered them when they came in. I thought, wow, these are really kind of dark, but it was, you know, something I couldn't really return. So I've kept them all this time thinking they really look dark. And I've been photographing the room all this time and thinking they really look dark. And so what I finally am doing actually today, I still have my paint clothes on. I'm painting them. I'm so excited. You're so cute. What are you painting them? Uh, well, I wanted actually to do a blue and I may still do a blue milk paint on top, but Ugh. I'm doing kind of a soft, it's kind of a grayish white. It's kind of a, mm-hmm. a, a very, very soft gray, white, creamy color. And I think it's the Amy Howard Luxe gray, but it's really kind of reads more of a cream. Uh, oh, so that's going to that look, a what base. a
1: transformation. Yeah.
0: I think it's going to really lighten the room. So that is something if you've got a Wood tone that's just not working in your room. That is something you could do is just paint that particular piece, you know, your offending piece, and it would probably work fine. With I love that. Your offending
1: piece. Don't send it <laughs> out. Don't, you know, don't, don't, don't send move. it to jail. Mm-hmm. Right. But uh, instead, paint it. And I do that an awful lot. Um, I, I just find that if you get too much wood in a room, it, it just again, it starts to compete. So find something I, I I love to paint light lighter colors. I like to paint um um wooden pieces lighter colors and I think it just makes it so much more restful. And I think you can get away with a lot more wood in your room if you mix if you use different wood tones mixed with painted wood. Because painted wood is still very hot. Oh yeah. I don't think that's ever going away now. No, and- I think it's getting to be well close to a classic. Yeah. So we've been talking about more
2: of sort of contrasting wood tones, which, you know, we're definitely saying you not only can, but should do. But there's also another way to go in, it's um, looking for common undertones and really doing different shades of the same wood, uh, which can really work beautifully. Um, So it's not, you know, a dark with a light. It's, if you have a floor that has sort of red tones, then find a table that has also red undertones, but maybe in a lighter shade of wood. And then maybe you could do something darker in the accent pieces that also has that red undertone, but it's a little bit deeper, like almost working into sort of the burgundies, if you will, with the red. So that's a really pretty way to do it. And you can do that with any type of wood. It could be the ones in the gray tone or the, the true dark browns, or
1: these ones that are pretty predominant in the red Undertones. But let let me just say this too. Mm -hmm. Let me just say it, give a shout out to using real wood in your house. Mm -hmm. You know, I think there was a time not too many years ago that everybody painted everything Mm -hmm. and loved all their furniture painted and predominantly white. And that's not a bad look. But again, it looks, if you do too much of it, it looks flat and it's not interesting. Wood tones bring such warmth to your home and to um, a room. So you definitely want to use, have wood pieces in there just for that. There is nothing, you can't fake the beauty of wood Mm -hmm. and you really need that in your home. I mean, Mm -hmm. and I
0: have a lot of antique pieces and it's interesting. I had a, I've painted a bunch of furniture over the years and I looked around recently and thought, what happened to all those pieces I painted? Well, I painted some pieces that were not really to my taste and I painted them to make them work. But then over time, i bought nicer furniture and then given away and sold some pieces that I had painted. And so I kind of don't have as many painted pieces now. And it's interesting, uh, a lot of these antique pieces, they're walnut or some beautiful woodwork. I have one that has some inlay in it. Uh, so you know, I mean, there's a. If you have walnut, I would not paint that. There's oh, I'm woods.
1: so into walnut. That is such a gorgeous color. It wood. is a I so agree with and, you. And mm-hmm. uh,
0: I'll tell you, the antique pine, new pine, if it's kind of a chunky new pine, I you know, it's it depends on the piece. But this old pine, it's just a finer looking. I. It's hard for me to describe, but it's more. I guess it's uh, denser because they used to carve it more delicately than they do the current pine. I would never paint that either. It's just a beautiful look.
2: The tough one is, I think, the cherry, like we're saying, with the red, you know, that has a, obviously a lot of red going on. And then there's sort of that, the, the red red, oak. And then, of course, we have the old, the the 80s golden oak, which is floating around, you know, a lot these days. But a lot of people have cherry bedroom sets and things like that. So, you know, you might not want to paint a beautiful bedroom set, but then you can juxtapose it with um, some nightstands. You could even go Better into painted, rattan. Yeah. You know, you could just uh-huh. really change mm. it up. And so you're not having a matchy-matchy thing. Don't you just love a great recommendation from a friend? Well, we're delighted to be recommending these companies and their wonderful products to you today. And let them know your friends at DTT sent you.
1: Okay, let's stay in the bedroom and let's address that cherry or mahogany Bed because I actually had one and mm-hmm. it's at, it's right now sitting in my garage and it's like oh do I paint it don't I paint it and it was and I was so sold on painting at one time and but I saw um a beautiful room on Pinterest that I couldn't get out of my head it was a mahogany big rice carved bed white walls white um all white bedding on it um and some just a few black accents. It looked gorgeous and it was so fresh, but yet classic. Yeah. So, you know, make sure you're, you're looking, um, on Pinterest and other places that, uh, to see things like that. So, you know, how to mix with. So I would definitely get rid of, you've had the matchy matchy. I get rid of the dresser, uh, the matching nightstands and all of that and go for something, totally different Uh, again I think the dresser was white maybe you could even paint it white but I still want to get away from that 18th century that look do you know what I'm saying you could take off the bottom the bottom skirting and put bun feet on it or do a few things to make it look different but if you want to keep the bed because I'm you know that's a big piece it does it actually can work but then I would mix other woods and maybe some painted pieces around that
2: yeah. I think that that's really the way to go. Freshen it up. And, you know, I th- toyed with the same thing. Um, a bed that was actually mine, but it was an antique when my mom got it. And then when they moved, she was so nice to gift it to us. And now that, that is my daughter, Lara's bed. And it's, it's not, it's really old. Actually, there's a hole in the bottom of it, which I'm sure was like, you know, some sort of maybe woodworm or something like that, but it's a perfectly round hole. And I remember when my mom and I were in the antique store when she was buying it, the person who was selling it said, oh, that's a Bullet hole, and she, they, she was telling us this whole story. You know, like you're imagining sort of like something, you know, somebody coming home at the wrong time, sort of thing going on. And you know, she definitely she was a great uh, marketer and salesperson. So you know, I still remember that story. And oh my gosh, but um, yeah, there's this cool. I mean, like li- literally, I can put my little pinky finger through the hole. Where is the hole at the ba- at the baseboard? of the oh. bed. So the bed is so absolutely beautiful. And I will be doing the reveal of Laura's room fairly soon. I want a couple so more things on the So go get a bullet wall. and just mm-hmm. kind of like a, you know, and just blew it on there. Yeah, just stick it, stick it in there. Like, <laughs> oh, it got stuck. But anyway, this, the bed has a great story. But I was like, mm, you know, because I wanted to do the gray walls and I was like, I just don't know if this sort of, it's oak and it's sort of the, it has not a lot, a lot of red, but it's definitely got some red in it. And I thought, I'm going to have to paint this. But I have to say, with the beautiful carving and everything, I think it would have just gotten lost. Like, you know, people look at my house and I get some comments like, oh, how could you paint all that gorgeous wood? Well, let me just, you know, set it straight. I painted a lot of wood, but most of it was not gorgeous. But this is gorgeous wood. And I don't think it would be enhanced by painting. So you have to really make that decision. And so don't grab the paintbrush right away. Think about it and think how you can add in either other wood tones or you can shake it up with different kinds of side tables. Like she has these two little side tables that are like almost – like black cherry, so dark mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with, um, and they, they were in the barn here when we got here and little gray pieces of marble on the top. So you don't even like the, the oh. dark, dark cherry almost just kind of fades mm-hmm. away and you just see the marble. So I don't have woods competing right there. And it really does look lovely with the gray walls, which I really didn't think I was going to like it with the mm, gray walls. Interesting. Yeah. So I am, as you all know, uh, um, like a real advocate of spray painting and painting things, Mm -hmm. but you really should think about it when it's a beautiful wood piece. Mm. Yeah. And I think it is
0: nice too to mix in the painted pieces with the stained pieces. So I like to have, you know, maybe one painted thing in each room, or I'm just looking at a... A table I have in my house where it's a walnut table with with painted chairs, so yeah, I mean, I think there's I, a way to
1: go ahead and i'm sorry no, I was... just
0: there, mm-hmm. there's a way to kind of mix and match, and I think that's a nice look, especially if the woods are competing. I think that's a great thing to do
1: that is so the way to go. I really believe that. And here's, and here's another thing, and don't um, discount this. I think that your accessories also can create harmony with your different woods. You know, if things are like, like up in my bedroom, the chair is too close, the, the wood finish on the chair is too close to the dresser. I'm not going to move it. I bought it for that. I thought it was going to be a little bit more bleached out, but it's not. But, I'm using pillows and, and a throw, and actually I'm using a peacock alley throw over that chair uh, to, and it makes a very big difference. And it really sort of um, brings those two woods together mm-hmm. uh, and doesn't make it look like, oh my gosh, it looks so flat. It makes it look, oh, look at how pretty this piece looks.
2: Yeah. Good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you, when you're
1: think about all the other elements in the room.
2: You know, when you're thinking about mixing wood tones, you know, maybe you have some swatches or you know, you're just looking at your wood pieces or you're looking at that table leg sitting on the floor and you're not liking it necessarily, but when you actually pull the whole room together, I I think you can all really make it work and and pull in the different tonalities and sort of marry the tones together with the fabrics that you t- use and the accessories that you have. One uh, thing that I would caution is when you have a, the accent color. So if you're doing three more than likely you're going to have one like we said the anchor piece and so that's going to be your predominant wood tone and then you could have like the supporting wood tone. So if you have one or two supporting wood tones, which we'll call accent wood tones, you want to repeat them at least twice in the room. You don't want it oh, to look like point. it was an accident, you know, that it just landed mm-hmm. there. So
1: you want it to seem purposeful and that will help you with the flow. Oh, that's a really good point. You just don't want something to be like, or one of our favorite words is an outlier Yeah, because that'll just look funny. It just will look make everything else look off. Um, and, you know, look at all the other wood pieces that you have. You know, some people have molding that's stained and not painted. Some people have wooden lamps. Some people have, you know, there's just so many different... The mantle. Exactly. Other wood tones that you have to consider. And if you, you know, the things that you can change, I certainly, if you have a lot of different wood tones, I would keep away from doing wooden lamps that aren't painted. I, I'd i use... Um, Something with some color in it, a different texture, yeah. maybe not something as uh, um, uh, had that has the same texture as wood. Something that's maybe a shinier, a little smoother than a than a, a. Or if you have like a rougher wood, but if you have like a very polished wood, then go with something a little rougher. Um, as far as your lamps and your accessories. So just really keep that in mind as you're mixing wood. It's just not all about that. That's the You have to take the whole room into consideration because there's a lot of, you want to bring in a lot of textures that are different than your wood. That's
2: so true. Yeah. Because a lot of people just really love the wood look and, you know, and then all of a sudden you look like you're living in some sort of cabin in the woods. And that's, not, <laughs> you know, I mean, that could work if you are living in a cabin mm-hmm. in the woods. Yes, but, <laughs> it but if you Well, you know, not, when we,
0: when we were looking at houses in North Carolina, there were a lot of houses that had, you know, kind of that cabin-y feel inside yeah. where it was wood paneling all the way on all the walls and on the ceilings. And I, on the one hand, you'd think, well, that looks good. But then you'd kind of think, well, I don't know how that's going to go in the future. I might get sick of that. It's kind of a busy feeling. So you do have to be, I mean, that does just add an extra element that you have to consider and factor in. And of course, the orange wood came in because I know we saw one house that was beautiful, but all the wood, there was wood everywhere inside the house. And it was all orange.
1: That stain. It's that tough stain. To work with. Why? Yes. Why was that the I popular one? I don't know. It was during everyone's abdominal stage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did everyone have one of those? I think everyone must have I had think it. Everybody if, did. If you've lived a few decades, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. And well, and the the molding that's on the walls. You know, I've had clients who are like. I You know, I love the look of the white, but it's so pretty and it flows through my whole house and boy, what a project that would be. I don't think you need to paint all your molding and woodwork unless you really, really want to. And don't feel bad if you don't. And don't That's don't right. feel like you're dating your house if you no, don't. No, there no. are so many other ways to update it. And if the wood, unlike the wood that was here in my house, uh, is really beautiful and and you want to show it off and the wood tones and the you know knots if there are in the grain and all of that, I think celebrate that and just take the tips that we're giving you today to incorporate other textures, other finishes, and um, take into account the fact that you know that would be the predominant color. So in a situation like that, if you have flooring and then moldings that are all one you know, wood tone. I might suggest that you go in the route of the common undertones that I talked about mm, rather than right. contrasting so much. Cause that might just be a riot of wood, you know. So <laughs> a, right? wood riot. a wood riot. <laughs> yeah. So then and then you'd have to move. Um so <laughs> just get out of there. So I would just be a little bit more subtle in my addition of the accent woods. Just go a little lighter and then maybe a little darker.
1: Mm-hmm. And I would, just let me add to that, layer, lay those rugs down, lay your area, big area rugs yeah, down because break that'll really that. help. Well, we just hope today that you've gotten a lot of tips about the do's and don'ts of mixing wood tones. And we just encourage you to look around your house and see how you're doing in that area and how you can change up your house a little bit. Remember, we're here to inspire you to create a beautiful home. Until next time.